Welcome back to Bay Takes Podcast. My name is Mikey. And my name is Gus, and today we're going to do our game picks, spread picks, and fantasy predictions for week one of the NFL season. We are so excited. Everyone's excited. It's been way too long. It feels like it's been 10 years since we had our last NFL game, but tonight, that starts. Let's yeah, so it. we're going to be uh, recording this the day of uh, Bill's Rams, so um, and probably going to be uploaded after the game, so... Um, we'll see what happens, but try to get it up before. I think yeah. Up before. So first starting off with Bill's Rams, um, first from a fantasy perspective, I think that the biggest question mark from this game is what their Rams running back room looks like, because, um, I think Cam Akers had a lot of hype, uh, coming back from the Achilles tear. He did really, really badly in the playoffs. And then a lot of people were high on him in the beginning of the off season, but that was until he kept getting re-injured. Um, and then they said they were splitting, he was going to split set snaps with a 1B with uh, Daryl Henderson. So, what do you think, Gus? Do you think he's going to go over his line of like, I think it's around 46 yards uh, rushing this week? I'd take him over 46 yards. I think that's actually like fairly low. I think the Bills' defense is slightly overrated as much as I believe they're also maybe the best in football or close to it. Um, I just think like last season they were definitely overrated. They, they made some moves like getting Von Miller. Uh, which will help it. And Von Miller's still a great run defender at this point in his career. But um, I do believe the 46 is kind of low. I think if the Rams rush for 120 yards as a team, which isn't that high of a total, I think he can get 46 of those yards. I don't think that that's... McVay finds ways to get his players in good spots. And if he gets 12 carries, I can see him getting 50 yards, and that's... I think that's definitely the, the biggest thing to look out for this game because I think that Cam Akers' value goes up a lot from being now, I think he's in the middle of the fourth, maybe and sometimes falling to the fifth, sixth round in drafts. Um, I think that he could easily be one of those high um, mid-tier wide receiver or running back ones if he were to get the bulk of the carries and be that elite guy over Daryl Henderson. So there's something to look out for. That's um, what do you think about Gabe Davis in this matchup? I'm starting him everywhere I have him. Yeah. Uh, he is going to be awesome. I think he will be the second most targeted player on the team unless maybe Isaiah McKenzie sneaks in. Knox is not a target hog. He's just a red zone uh, hog. And I think Davis will actually get a lot of red zone looks this year. Um, I think that he might have Jalen Ramsey on him. That's the only reason I'm a little bit iffy. Uh, but if Jalen Ramsey uh, is on him, that makes me a little iffy. I'm still starting him. I think, I think Jalen Ramsey is going to be like all over the field in this game. He, and that's what he does. He's and, the best corner in football. And I also think that, you know, I think something that is really underrated about fantasy football is you can – actually see what Vegas thinks about these players, right? Because Vegas is correct more than not, right? That's why they make so much money every year. Gabe Davis's touchdown total this year is at 8.5, right? Keenan Allen's is at like 6.5. So I think making this bet on Gabe Davis really isn't that big of a bet because he's literally having lines that are higher than these elite guys that we've thought of as elite guys for years, right? Um, I think his yard total is only at like like 900 yards or 850 yards. I, th- I think Gabe Davis needs one big play to return on value. I think he can have like a 50-yard touchdown and all of a sudden you're like, okay, he's a good start that week. Yeah. And I think that he will do that more often than not. And so. And I could fun. even see him, you know, being one of the most efficient guys with his targets throughout this year, right? He doesn't need the volume. All he needs is the efficient, good targets because he has arguably the best quarterback in football this year. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, how about Allen Robinson? You think he's a start this week? I'm starting him. Yep, I'm starting him. I'm starting the top two receivers for both these teams without a doubt. Uh, tight ends. I don't hate Tyler Higby in this game, but I don't love him. 
I just think the total is going to be super high, and so I think like I don't think you're ever starting Tyler Higby. I don't think he's a top sixteen. I yeah, tight I, end. I don't think you would, but if you're in the deep league, maybe if you're if you punt a tight end, I don't like him. I prefer Njoku. I prefer even like Austin Hooper in a lot of leagues, but it's pretty close between them. Um, overall, though, Buffalo is minus two point five. Uh, yeah, Buffalo's minus 2.5, and the over-under for the point total is 52, uh, which is currently the second highest this week, or it's tied for second highest this week. I am easily, I think the Bills win by a touchdown, probably. Uh, that's probably my prediction. I'll go like 31-24, so I guess it goes over, and I think the Bills cover as well. Yeah, um, I would agree with you. I think the Bills are going to win this game probably by, I, I think they're going to win by more than 2.5. Um, I don't know if whether it's a... A field goal, maybe a touchdown, but um, I just think this Bills roster is way too... It's just a lot better than the Rams roster this year. I think that they're just too talented to lose this game. And maybe, you know, Sean McVay is really good in the Week 1 matchups. I think he's 5-0 and um, since he came into the league in Week 1. So we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, I got the Bills in both the spread, and I think it probably goes over the total, even though it's really high this week. I think, by the way, my, my pick for this game, you're starting Isaiah McKenzie. I genuinely believe he'll have a good game. I think you shouldn't be. You shouldn't have to start Isaiah McKenzie. Okay, but if you're in a 12 to 14 team league and he's your flex, I don't feel bad about that. The Rams linebacking core is not elite in coverage. Bobby Wagner is like a shell of what he was athletically. He's still a solid run defender, but he's just like not fast enough to cover people. And I don't think that there are that many guys that are quick enough to keep up with Isaiah McKenzie in the slot. I actually really like him in this game. I think he can produce. All right, yeah, I mean, Isaiah McKenzie's definitely going to get a good amount of targets. I don't know how many more targets, or how many less targets he's going to get than Gabe Davis, um, but I don't know. I probably wouldn't start Isaiah McKenzie unless you like really, really had to, but we'll see. All right, now moving on to Ravens versus Jets. So uh, the Ravens are minus seven, and the point total is at 44.5. So um, is J.K. Dobbins playing in this game? What's the... Uh He's been, like, he wants to say that he's playing, and he's been really adamant about that, but all the reports have said that it's, like, probably not going to happen this week. I think it's going to be Mike Davis, Kenyon Drake, Justice Hill. Yeah, it still says it's unsure for week one, so. I don't think he's going to play. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't need to, either. I don't think it matters as much. I think the Ravens are going to win. Um, I think it just might be, like, by a touchdown, but... Because I think, honestly, Flacco at, at this point is, like, around the same as Zach Wilson, if not better. Um, so I don't think the Jets are too hurt by that. But I do believe this Jets defense is just not where it needs to be. Although I really do like Sauce Gardner. They're not stopping Lamar, and they're not and stopping their And Joe Flacco is 0-7 as a starter for the Jets. So it's it's pretty obvious who's going to win this game. And I think that you should take, uh, you know, minus 7 is a lot. That's the most this week. Um, but I don't see a better team to take than the yeah. Ravens this week. I um, think there's there's not that many, like, start-sit questions in this game. You're starting Elijah Moore, probably. You're probably starting Bateman. You're starting Bateman. You're starting Andrews. And, I mean... What about, like, Elijah Moore? I said Elijah uh, Moore. I think you're starting him. Yeah, what about, uh, like, Garrett Wilson or Carter? No. You don't think you start Carter, even though Carter Carter is, like, a flex play, maybe. But I don't like Wilson. I don't think week. you should... Uh, there's also, like, no reason to start Carter. You drafted Carter as probably in, like, the 12th round of your draft. So yeah, you, there's you probably no reason to draft him. Yeah. So um, I think those are pretty easy. Um, who do you got in the Browns versus Panthers? So this is the Baker Mayfield revenge game, although the Browns defense is definitely a lot better than the Panthers defense this year. Um, and, yeah, so the Browns are plus 1.5, which is honestly surprising to me. Um, and the point total is at 42. So what okay. do you think? Better roster is the Browns roster. Uh, 
Obviously, I think Baker's a better quarterback than Brissett. He hasn't had that long to learn the offense. Does it really matter? Matt Rule's not a great coach anyways. But uh, I think that the Panthers will win this game, and I know it's the favorite, and it seems like... I honestly think a lot of people are picking the Browns, and I know I think you like the Browns. I'm not sure. The Panthers always start out years strong and then suck for like the last 12 weeks of the season. They're really good with Christian McCaffrey. I don't want to bet against him. I know running backs don't usually matter, but I feel like they just are such a dynamic team with McCaffrey. And now you have Baker, whose teams have consistently run the ball extremely well in his career. Um, so McCaffrey, who's already an amazing runner, and now Baker's got the best checkdown option in the entire league. So I just don't like. I really think that this Carolina offense can actually be pretty productive this year. They improve their O line, though it's not great. They have DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson's kind of bad, but he's not like terrible. Hopefully, Terrace Marshall can take a step up. I like the Panthers to win this game, maybe by a field goal. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be hard fought. Um, and I think there'll be a lot of emotion, but I think the Panthers win. Yeah, I think this is definitely going to be a close game. You know, it's CMC's return to football. I mean, you know, he was obviously a start in fantasy football. He's going to be the best player in fantasy football probably through until he gets injured. Um, well, obviously I'm pray praying that he doesn't, but his injury risk is obviously very high. Um, but, you know, I think that Jacoby Brissetti won his last two games as a starter last year. He started out really bad and, and ended a lot better. Now they have Amari Cooper, um, which is a, lot, a big upgrade from Donovan Peoples-Jones. And I think that, you know, their running game is really good. Jacoby Brissett loves to target Kareem Hunt. Um, so, I mean, those are a few starts right there. Um, I don't know if, if Amari Cooper's a start. You probably shouldn't start Amari Cooper. But I like the Browns in this game. Um, I just think the Panthers' secondary is so bad. Um, and yeah, I'm not feeling too good about it. I don't that. like their safeties. Their corners aren't that bad. I mean, I like like Gilmore, Jackson. Gilmore is not who he used to be, but it's it's he's decent. It's probably solid. average. Yeah, he's solid. Um, but yeah, he's not a lockdown corner anymore. Uh, but I would not feel comfortable betting on this game at all. No, I don't. I don't like either team to be yeah, honest. With yeah. Um, okay, let's move to Colts versus Texans. So this is uh, also another minus seven uh, for the Colts. Last year, Jonathan Taylor absolutely destroyed. Uh, the Texans running backs and they did not need to throw the ball whatsoever um, because Jonathan Taylor just absolutely ran over all the Texans defenders. Um, the game point totals at 46 um, and it went over that I think both times last year. Um, so what do you think about this game and fantasy wise too? I think the Texans will cover and I think the Colts will win the game. I don't think that's like a surprising pick to say the Colts will win. Uh, seven's a lot and I do believe the Colts are a much better team. But I don't know, man. I, I just, like, Davis Mills has had a lot of time to, to get acquainted with his new coach. Their roster is bad, but not, like, I think it's a little better than it was last season. He's had more time to develop. Like, he's not just going to be worse. And if he is worse, then, then I'm wrong. But, like, it doesn't make sense for him to be worse in yeah. the second season. I would agree with you, although Vegas does have them as the worst team in football, which is actually kind of surprising to me. I would think that the Falcons, the Falcons or the Bears would be the worst. Probably the Bears, honestly, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, Jonathan Taylor went for 145 and 143 rushing yards last year uh, against the Houston Texans. What's his over? Do you know what his over/under for this game it's is? It's 96, I, I think. Over that, he's, yeah, that, he's running for sure. Yeah, and then um, he only had 14 attempts in that first game too, which is absolutely absurd. He went for 145. I guess yards. the only way he doesn't go over 100 is if he gets hurt or if the game. Is I don't over see by how. Like I don't see how it, he doesn't go over 100 I think yards. He's going over 100 yeah, 100. unless they completely change it by using Naheem Hines a lot more than because they did say they wanted to use Naheem Hines in the passing game a lot 
Um, so maybe they just do a lot of checkdowns. I'd still take Taylor. But Oberon. yeah, um, what, what do you think about Michael Pittman in this game? Because the last time they played, uh, Michael Pittman. The game's was, over by like the second quarter. Yeah, so he's not going to get very much opportunity to get a lot of usage. However, when he does get targeted, that man is a beast, and I think Matt Ryan's going to target him in the the first time he gets a chance, right? I think Michael Pittman, you're starting him. He might not have his best week of the season because he's just not going to get as many looks because they might not throw the ball more than like 20 times, but I still think he's getting eight of those 20 targets, and he's the best receiver on this yeah. team by a mile. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, he, you're starting him every week unless until he somehow is terrible, but I don't think he will be, so I think you're starting him every single week. All right, let's move on to another matchup, the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Washington Commanders. This got to be the worst game of the week, right? Um, like, there's no good team in this game. Yeah, but like I'm, I'm honestly really excited to see what Trevor Lawrence looks like in yeah. year two, though. So, I I would agree with you, but I think this is one of those I cases, think it's the worst talent-wise. But, but it's one of those cases where the NFL is so talented now that even the worst games are very interesting to watch. It's Probably like, true. You know, um, I think that every team has something to look out for this year. Um, you know, the Texans are a little bit iffy, but, you know, they have Damian Pierce. Um, anyways, so the Jacksonville Jaguars are plus two oh, are you starting? are you starting Damian Pierce against the Colts? Yes, I'm starting Damian Pierce. I think that he, they named him the RB1. They cut Marlon Mack for a reason. They know that 92.4 PFF grade in the preseason, highest of any running back, is just absolutely ridiculous. So I, I think you have to start him. Um, anyways, let's go to, uh, yeah, so talking about the commanders, they're minus 2.5. And the over-under total is at 44. Um, so you have Trevor Lawrence in year two. Um, however, the commander's defense is honestly kind of underrated. It's just the problem of Chase Young is injured again. Um, and he had another, you know, injury. He's not with his, playing week one. Yeah, I don't think he is. Um, so what do you think about this game? Who do you like? I think the Jaguars and, win. I think the Jaguars cover. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence shows why he was the number one overall pick. And he might not have, like, a perfect game, but you just watch some of the throws, the reads he's making, especially the reads. The thing is, is, like, Mac Jones can make the reads, but he can't make the throws. And Fields can make the throws, but he sometimes can't make the reads. Lawrence was the guy who could do both, and that's why people loved him so much because he has no flaws. And then he came in and had a really rough rookie season. His situation got a lot better, and he has ETN back, which I think is just a, a level of trust that you can't teach. And now he can not rely on ETN, but if he doesn't see his first read, he knows that he can throw to ETN and probably get a few yards after the catch. I like that. James Robinson is apparently going to be back in this game and playing. They said he's not going to have limitations. I There's That's probably that's still not going to have more than like 12 carries yeah. max. Yeah, less than 10 probably, right? I'm just, he's not going to have more than 12, I would say. I mean, we saw like how bad Cam Akers was after coming back from six months, right? I Yeah, I don't really know what to think about James Robinson this year. I have him in a lot of leagues as like a late-round stash, but I just don't, you know, I don't really know. I think the the him. highest upside for James Robinson this season is having the James Conner role, where he just gets really lucky with touchdowns. But I think there's no way he averages They're more not gonna than, score than enough three and a half yards per carry. I don't think there's a way that he averages more than that. Interesting. Because if Cam Akers, he had the... Yeah, One of the most course. elite profiles in football as a recruit. And he was terrible six months after. So now you think of a worse team with a guy that does not have an elite athletic profile um, coming off this injury. So I think yeah. that honestly plays to his benefit, though, because he's not using his athleticism as much. But that's just me. I mean, I don't think he has to be as explosive to succeed. Like, it was never his game. He ran like a 4-6-something like 40 he was or if he even went to the combine maybe that was Dearness Johnson he was undrafted right he was undrafted and like it was because he literally just wasn't that athletic but he's shifty I don't know 
I don't hate him as much as a lot of people do, but I understand why you have concerns about him. Yeah, I think the Jaguars win this game. I think Christian Kirk, even though he was overpaid, was a nice addition. Evan Ingram, I think, is a nice addition. Again, all of these guys have their flaws, but the Jaguars roster got better, and I don't think the Commanders improved that much. Although I do think Wentz is better than Heineke. Yeah. And I think Wentz has been slightly underrated, but he's just like I don't believe that. I, I, I like the Jaguars in this game. I think it's my. I think it's like the one of the upset picks. I'm pretty confident about. Yeah. Um. I think I have the Commanders in this game. Um. And it is the favorite. Although I don't think there is a real favorite in this game. I think the odds should be even for both teams. Um. But I. I just don't trust the Jaguars yet. I need to see it for a week. Um, and I think I love ETN. ETN is probably my start of the week um, because I think that people are still underrating him. People have him as like the RB20 in the rankings this week, and I just think that's ridiculous. I think he's going to finish top 12 for sure um, because there's no way the Jaguars are going to win this game by 30, right? I think that ETN is going to be it's gonna be close no matter what. Um, but yeah, I like starting ETN. I like starting um, Terry McLaurin. I would not start... Christian Kirk, if you had to yet, I still want to see what the usage is like and how much he's going to get targeted and what that spread is going to look like. But I don't hate Christian Kirk this week, but I understand if you're want to be hesitant. To I need to see. I think I need to see it for a week first. Um, but yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the next matchup, which is Patriots versus Dolphins. So I think this is a, a definitely a big week for Tua because this is the week that you know I think he has the most pressure on him out of any quarterback in the NFL, That's and I think there's him and Trey Lance maybe Jalen Hurts have the most pressure on them this year because they have a lot of trust from their um, management and they brought in a lot of pieces for him. Um, they brought in Chase Edmonds so he can dump off the ball to him. They brought in Raheem Hostert. They brought in a very good offensive-minded coach from the 49ers. They brought in O-lineman, Teron Armstead. And, and the best wide receiver in football, arguably. So if Tua does not perform in this game, it's Tua's fault. And... Yeah, you know. Tua's got every chance, and I, um, I, I've been talking about this a lot. I think Tua is actually an accurate quarterback. His mechanics are not amazing when it comes to throwing the ball. He steps out a little bit when he throws, um, and I know no one has absolutely perfect mechanics, but uh, I don't know. I think he's still a fairly accurate quarterback, though. Um, I think the Dolphins will be able to get points on the board. I've, I, I'm a Patriots fan, even though I'm wearing the Buck shirt. Um, Tom Brady represent uh i hope the patriots win this game um i think the patriots always seem to have the dolphins number uh when they play at the start of the season unfortunately this game is in miami and the patriots never beat the dolphins in miami i'll take the dolphins um yeah it's it's a uh, minus 3.5 for the, the dolphins which is kind of substantial i think tyree kill as i the patriots have no one does well against tyree kill but he has especially cooked the patriots in, in his time with Mahomes, and I think he can still continue to do it with Tua. Uh, and I just don't think – the Patriots don't have the, the athleticism on defense and, to keep up with the, the Dolphins' offense. And the Patriots just have nothing that's, like, super, like, you know. Deep, I have nothing, just deep and solid. I don't feel like I have anything that I'm like, oh, I need to see this player on the Patriots. Like, I feel like Ramondre Stevenson, who is, like, is probably my favorite player to watch this year on the Patriots because he had, you know, such a good – I want to see what Devontae Parker year. is. Maybe, but, but I'm also a Jacoby fan. Myers and Devontae Parker are just kind of, you know. They're, like, they're eh, not, they don't eh, like, eh. Eh. Yeah, so um, I also like the Dolphins in this game. Um, I think I'm pretty confident about it. I think the first play of the game is going to be like a 30-yard bomb to Tyree Kill. And I think that Dolphins fans are going to go crazy um, for that. Um, but, yeah, I like the Dolphins in this game. I think they have better talent pretty much everywhere. Um, and I think Tua's 
probably going to be the better quarterback this year than Mac Jones. Um, and I, he should be by a lot because if he's not, then there's Mac Jones is not surrounded by anybody and compared to the other NFL rosters. So yeah. Um, let's move on to saints versus Falcons. So the saints are minus five and a half. They are the over under totals at 42 and a half. And honestly, this is surprising to me because I feel like the saints are probably one of the most underrated teams in football. I think they could easily finish a game behind the bucks. Um, this year, I don't see why. I don't see things go wrong. I don't see why. I I have the the Bucks at thirteen and four, and I have the Saints at ten and seven this year. So I mean, that's pretty. It's it's fairly close, and the Falcons are arguably the worst team in football this year. So the fact that they're not minus seven is kind of surprising I mean, to me. It is in Atlanta. I don't really care though. I'm taking the Saints. I'm taking the Saints spread. Um, Jameis Winston looks really good in preseason. I know that doesn't matter that much, but he was just hitting his throws. Uh, Michael Thomas is supposed to be back for this game. Olave. Um, Kamara's going to be there for yeah. now. I just like The Saints roster top to bottom is one of the best in the league. Oh, yeah. Um, if they had an elite quarterback, I think they might be the Super Bowl favorites. <laughs> but they're not, and they don't have an elite quarterback. Or they're close to it. They have one of the best ro- rosters top to bottom. I think the Falcons have one of the worst, if not the worst, roster top to bottom. Kyle Pitts is great. A.J. Terrell is great. Drake, Drake London, London is TBD. It's TBD. Great, yeah. But the Saints are winning this game, and I think they're covering as well. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think the Saints are probably the most underrated team this week. I think that's pretty much a lock for them to cover pretty much everything. I don't see how they don't, but um, we'll see. All right. Actually, I lied. This is definitely the biggest lock of the week. Eagles versus Lions. Can you just give me a guess on what you think the Eagles are? Um, spread wise. I have it pulled up, but it's minus four. Yeah, which is absolutely insane to me. I think Hard Knocks is. <laughs> <laughs> Hard Knocks is heavily influencing this line. And don't get me wrong. I'd love to see the Lions win this game because that would make me – it would make me feel some type of way that the Lions are not going to be terrible. I'd feel happy for Lions fans all over the world because I feel like the Eagles are probably the team that, like, everyone is, like, um, having as their, like, breakout this year, right? You know, you saw multiple people had them at 14-3 and three this year, which is absolutely absurd. Um, so – I think they're going to go minus four, and I think they're probably going to go minus like fourteen this week. <laughs> Not just that. Uh, I would like the Eagles to win, or I like the Eagles to win. I like them to cover as well. Um, I just think so. I think with Detroit, I like them this year. I think they could go six and eleven, seven and ten. I don't think they're a playoff team. They could be a sneaky one in a really, really uh, bad compared to the AFC NFC. I think it's weaker than it has been in a while. Uh, but I will also say, uh, the Lions offensively this season. From last season, which was not a good offense, uh, this season we know we have a great O line. We know they have Swift, but Williams is Jameis Williams. Uh, Williams is still out, so the big addition that they have is DJ Chark to that offense. And now they're supposed to be like contending with a team that's supposed to be like a solid playoff team. And then defensively, I know they got Hutchinson, so it's Chark Hutchinson. Um, I know they have some additions through the draft and like solid signings, but I don't feel like they did anything out of this world. Hutchinson, I believe, will be very good, but. I don't know if he's gonna like he is alone gonna take them. I think they will improve Jared Goff's second year. Like I think they'll be better, but I don't see them really making this a game. Yeah, um, I just think that the Eagles beat them at pretty much every level of talent, pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't see where they lose. So yeah, Running back, I, that's it. But they have the best <laughs> offensive line in football, though. So the Lions off. I feel like Miles Sanders is gonna run over the Lions. I think Miles Sanders total yards like forty eight this week. I feel like that's almost a lock because. Even though Miles Sanders gets injured, when he's on the field, he's actually a really good running back. I looked it up a few days ago. I think he's like sixth all time in yards per carry, which is absurd. He's like five and a half or something, which is crazy. But it's just because he never plays. And on, um, 
I think it's it's called like it's draft sharks. They give him like a ninety four percent chance to get injured this year. So take that for how you wish. That's higher than Saquon, higher than CMC. Um, all right, now let's go to Steelers versus Bengals. So um, this is a division rivalry, and we have the Bengals coming off of maybe the weirdest Super Bowl run um, or appearance of the Super Bowl we've seen in a while um, because they had a lot of close games. We don't know if they're going to be talented, but I think a lot of people are fading the Bengals this offseason. I think they're people. fading them a little too much. Yeah, like, yeah. they improved their roster, and they have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Like, I just, and Joe Mixon was really good last and, year. Didn't he have, yeah. like, 15 touchdowns or something? 16 yeah, touchdowns? Was, I mean, they have a lot of talent. In terms of PFF, they went from one of the worst lines to, like, the eighth-graded one. And, obviously, PFF is not all-knowing, but they do have really? a solid idea. They're at, they're at eight? They're really? At eighth. Yeah. Yeah, that's eight. insane. So, I don't believe – I'm not – I think they'll be a middle-of-the-road offensive line, but they were, like, amazing last year with a terrible offensive line. Yeah. So, as long as Burrow can stay upright. I mean, if he could stay upright a couple more times in that Super Bowl, they might have won. So I just feel like it's uh, the Bengals. I like the Bengals this season more than some people do. I still think they're probably gonna be like ten and seven. Uh, I don't think they're gonna be crazy, crazy because I think their defense will regress, and I yeah. think that's the big thing. I think the Steelers um, are actually really underrated this year, but I think the Bengals will win this game. I see the Steelers covering though, maybe like a twenty-four twenty-one type of game. Uh, but I do believe that the Steelers will make this pretty close. Tomlin is one of the be- best three to five coaches in the NFL yeah, yeah. and continually makes his teams good when they're and their roster is good it's just they have confusion at quarterback and we just don't really know their offensive line is not great they can figure those things out or at least get some stability if maybe Trubisky is better than we think or Pickett in the future I actually think the Steelers can be pretty solid this year but the AFC is so tough I still think they'll make this a game but the Bengals win yeah I wouldn't feel confident about betting the spread but I think the Bengals I, I don't see how the Bengals lose it's another one of those games where I feel like talent wise they beat them at pretty much every position um, Defensively, so. no. I don't think their D line or like linebackers. Their, their D line was really good last year. They're gonna regress. Trust the Steelers. Steelers have a better front. Trey Hendrickson was probably lucky with his sacks last year. What was it at? Did he probably like thirteen or something? Crazy? He had like thirteen straight games or something. like Yeah, that. yeah, it's ridiculous. It like, um, but yeah, um, I do not feel confident in betting the spread. But I think I that this, I think the Bengals are gonna win this game. All right, now let's go to 49ers-Bears. So there's a lot of talk about the storyline in this game because a lot of people, or uh, Darnell Mooney comes out saying that Justin Fields is going to make the 49ers pay for drafting Trey Lance. So you have the battle of the quarterbacks here. Um, but at pretty much every other position, the 49ers kind of just absolutely wipe. So what do you think about minus seven for the Niners and a 40.5 point total, which is extremely low? Um, I think that point total is mostly because the Bears are probably expected to get. So it's 40.5 minus 7. So it's supposed to be like like 23.5, 16.5 is like the – or 23.5 to 17. That's like really not a high-scoring game. I mean, I'm not mad about taking the over in this game, but it is at Soldier Field probably going to be, uh, you know, not the best weather. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I just – I, I, I still like the Niners to win and probably cover as well. I just think the Bears, are again, have a really rough roster. But I think Fields will be better. It's going to rain on Sunday, which is interesting. Because it's, it's going to be like 80s throughout the week, and then it's going to rain on Sunday. So, I don't know. Maybe... In was, Chicago? Yeah, it's going to rain in Chicago. So Interesting. I still like the Niners. I think their running game is... And their offensive line, and their receivers, and their tight end, and their front seven and their secondary is better for fantasy football would you feel comfortable about starting Brandon Ayuk this week yes would you feel comfortable about starting Darnell Mooney this week yes would you feel comfortable starting David Montgomery 
volume-wise, you have to. I don't. I wouldn't start David Montgomery if you. In the if, rain, if you had, run if, you had if you were starting, if you're thinking between, um, let's say. Elijah Mitchell, David Montgomery, Chase Edmonds, Damian Pierce. I think Montgomery finishes last day. He might. Uh, Mitchell's like the only one that I would maybe start him over. Really, even though the 49ers have a significantly better matchup, because the 49ers, I, I, Nick Bosa is going to win. I just don't believe think... that the Niners will like lean on Mitchell as much as they did last season. But I yes, probably probably Montgomery finishes last. I still think you can start him at like your flex. Yeah, I. I think if you, if you could start someone else, I think you should. Montgomery is, is a good running back who's going to have a massive work, probably a big workload. Like, I, like I, Najee true. Harris last year was, like, really inefficient because his offensive line was terrible and finishes the RB3. But targets, though. Is Montgomery going to get targeted out of the Who else field? do they have outside of Mooney, dude? Does Byron Pringle put the fear of God in you? Dude, Byron Pringle and Cole Komet, bro. And Nikhil Harry coming off injury. I like. He's Komet. not even playing, is he? I know. Well, he's injured. Yeah. He's, it, it, the point is, who else are they giving <laughs> the ball to? Nobody. <laughs> Justin Fields will run it instead. <laughs> All right, but yeah, I think I think you take the 49ers and everything this week. I, I wouldn't feel confident about taking 49ers minus 7, though. It's a lot of points. I, I think that they might win by 7, so yeah. I would probably just lay off the... Money line is lay off. The, I would lay off this game completely. I just think that maybe money line, but it's minus three ten ish. Like at that point, it's not even worth we it. We have how many games? Jeez, we have like six games left. All right, let's uh, let's go through this. So first, Packers Vikings probably one of the most interesting games of this week. Um, the Packers are minus one point five and over four, and the four, point totals at forty seven. Um, I think that honestly. I like the Vikings in this game. I'm a big Vikings supporter. I think the Vikings are also going to finish ahead of the Packers this season, which is probably my biggest hot take of the um, summer. I think that a lot of people think that this Vikings offense is going to be like absurd because of the new uh, coaching staff. Think about this, right? You had a guy who was a run-first co- coach, and then Justin Jefferson breaks all of these receiving records. Now just imagine what he's going to do with a offensive-minded uh, passing uh, I coach. Think you, I think I haven't really drafted him anywhere, but I think you see a resurgence from Adam Thielen this year. I do believe he is still a very I mean, solid he was, the, he was the wide receiver six when healthy last year in the beginning no, of the year. He is going to be good uh, for fantasy purposes. In terms of the game, I like the Packers, uh, but I will not bet on this game. I just cannot. I like both these teams way too much. I think they're both good. I think like I can see the Packers winning, and I can see the Vikings winning, and I can't really separate it. So I would pick the Packers. I think Rodgers finds a way, and I think their defense is significantly better. But the Vikings adding Lewis scene and just overall with a coaching change, I think they can really – I mean, I would not be surprised if they win this game. But I'll take the Packers. I'm not betting, though. I, will, I would never bet on this game. It's just too – maybe I'd bet on the over. That's the only thing I would like consider because I think that this game will have a lot of points in it. But I think if you like the Vikings, though – you're also thinking about the over because I don't think the Vikings win this game by like I think they if like, they like, win they're scoring twenty eight like plus. twenty to seventeen is not happening. Yeah. It's gonna be thirty something to thirty something. So I, I I like the over in this game too. All right now let's go to the biggest point total of the week at fifty three and a half. Um the Chiefs versus Cardinals. So the Chiefs are minus six. Um and yeah so this game is definitely minus gonna six. be they're minus six. Yeah it's gonna be a projected high scoring game although um i honestly think the chiefs are just gonna blow this game out of proportion and i think that marquise brown at his line is at like 69 and a half or something whatever he's they're gonna blow them out of the water that's what i mean (laughs) but yeah i i think the chiefs will win this game uh but i think you're starting literally every player you have in this game uh depending on the size of your league 
But, like, Juju Smith-Schuster, you're starting. Marquise Brown, you're starting. Zach Ertz, you're starting, if he's healthy, of course. Uh, Rondale Moore, in 14 teams, I'm, like, not angry at it. I think he's, like, the second or third target on this team. I think they will score points in this game. Uh, MVS, mm, Sky Moore, mm, uh, Kelsey, of course, you're starting him. What do you think Uh, about... Patrick Mahomes coming out yesterday or two days ago saying that they're going to spread the ball around and there's no wide receiver on this team. Do you think that's, like, speak from Patrick Mahomes or do you think that's actually going to happen? He's obviously trying to make everyone feel like they're included and, like, that's quarterback speak. Uh, I don't think you take that to mean anything and you just roll with it and you see what happens. Yeah. I think you don't – you don't that, you, that shouldn't change what your opinion on this team is. It, he, they may spread the ball around, but it's not going to be because he said that. It has nothing to do with it. Just – He's, he's doing quarterback speak. I don't think you listen to it. Uh, but I think the Chiefs will win. I don't know about the spread. The over super high. I still think the Chiefs will cover. I think they'll win by seven. Yeah, I think minus six is a lot, but I think the Chiefs are going to be a significantly better team this year. I have the Cardinals finishing seven and ten, and I have the Chiefs finishing 12 and five. So that's a huge uh, disparity there. So And they don't have Hopkins. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like the Cardinals offensively, defensively. They just have way too many holes. And Kyler's always, always I would not be surprised if the Chiefs come out and score like three or four touchdowns in the first yeah, half. Yeah, it's, it's a Patrick Mahomes side. <laughs> yeah. All right, now let's go to Raiders Chargers. This is, is that the best game of this week? Besides we, this besides has got to be one of the best slates of games we've had. Yeah, in a while. It's, it's pretty solid. So um, the Chargers are minus three and a half, and the over under is at 52, which is really high. Um, but I think that. AFC West matchups are going to be really high all year because all of the offense is really good and a lot of the secondaries are pretty bad. Um, but yeah, what do you think about this game? Chargers win, but I on it, it's three and a half, yeah? Yeah, that's really smart by Las Vegas putting it at three and a half. Las Vegas betting on Las Vegas. Um, I think the Raiders might cover. It might be like a 27-24 type of game, 30-27. to 27. I think the Raiders' offense, and just like, it's also a divisional game. It's going to be hard fought. Rematch from Week 18 exactly. last year. Like, I do believe this will be a back-and-forth game, even though I think the Chargers have a significantly better roster. Don't bet against Carr, Adams, Waller, Renfro. Like, I do believe this offense. Jay With Mims a bad team. offensive line, though. But I do believe they're still going to be really, really good. Um... I think the Chargers will win, um, but I would not feel confident picking this spread. Yeah, the best comparison was definitely Bengals from last year could be the, the Raiders of this year, right? They have a terrible offensive line with talent at almost every other position. Um, and a defense that kind of needs to break out to be good. Yeah, exactly. So we'll the edge rushers are good. I don't know. If Herbert could stay, if, if the offensive line, which is improved. Yeah, I feel like Chandler that. Jones is a super underrated acquisition this offseason sure. as well because he's really good, and I, you know, I... I think I like the Chargers in this game as well, but like that game was ridiculous last year. So um, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I like the Chargers. Now let's go to Giants versus Titans. This so, one doesn't need to be talked about too much. The Titans are going to win the game. They probably cover, although it's like I'm not. I think the Titans are bad. <laughs> I don't think they're that good. I don't think they're that bad. I think they'll win. I don't know if they'll they'll cover. I don't know if I'm picking the spread in this game, but I think the Titans will win. Uh, I think Derrick Henry will prove again why he's one of the best running backs in the league. I have the t- I, Titans in this game as well, but I'm not confident at all. I think the new coaching cho- coaching staff could easily elevate Saquon Barkley to be the best running back in football this year. I would not be surprised. I wouldn't whatsoever. be surprised either. But even if he's the best running back in football, the Giants were still not even close to a playoff team when he was. Kadarius so. Tony is playing this week, by the way. Who is arguably could be a top five yards after the catch this year. I would not be surprised whatsoever. So um, I like the Titans in this game. Do not feel confident about it at all. Um, Next, we're going to go to Buccaneers-Cowboys. So the Cowboys are at home. 
Um, and the <clears throat> the point total has actually gone up for the Buccaneers, probably because the money was going towards them. Um, at one point, I know the Cowboys were at 1.5, uh, but now it's plus 2.5 for the uh, Cowboys. Buccaneers are minus 2.5. And the over-under is at 51. What do you think about this game? Cowboys O-line is just taking some hits. I don't know how Dak Prescott survives all the pressure that he's going to be feeling. Um, I know that a lot of people like the Cowboys in this game at home, and I think the Cowboys have been underrated by some people, but I still think the Bucks are the better team. Godwin uh, did not carry a designation at a full practice. Um, but won't speak to the media. <laughs> yeah, like he wasn't, then he wasn't at, wasn't there when the media was there today in the media open portion of practice. I don't really know. I don't think you bet on him playing or not playing. I still think the Bucks are the better team. Probably don't Godwin. start Godwin this week. Yeah, no, I wouldn't start him. Um, and where you drafted him, you probably got him in like the sixth or seventh round. So you probably have like an eighth round. You should have an insurance guy. Policy yeah, yeah. If you didn't, that's kind of on you. Yeah. Um, I could easily see this game going over 51, though. I think this game is going to be super high scoring. I could see um, another take from this year. I think CeeDee Lamb could finish as the highest receiving, hi- having the highest receiving yards in the NFL this year. I would not be surprised. He's going to get a lot of volume, and Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. I, I agree. Um, I think Pollard could be an underrated start this week because I think that they're probably going to start him in the slot if I don't, don't like Zeke else. this week. I think against that front seven with yeah. a bad offensive line. Pollard might be a better start than Zeke this week. Not I I think it's a solid bet that Pollard will outscore Zeke this week. Um, I also do believe that uh, neither of these secondaries is very good. So I think the, both these quarterbacks are going to put up a lot of yards and possibly a lot of touchdowns. But I just believe that... If you're looking at either of their yards totals for betting, I think you would go over on both. I do believe that they're both going to throw for a lot of yards. Um, what do you think about starting like a sneaky Julio if uh, Godwin is in play? Julio at the wider. Sh- I like Julio this week. I would. I think actually Julio is like a strong flex start. If yeah, in twelve team leagues, you strong, shouldn't have to start him in anything else. Strong flex in twelve plus teams uh, with Godwin not playing. If Godwin yeah. plays, I don't think you can start either of them. It's just. I think you can start Godwin if if they're like 100%. He's good for but this week. But he's going to be limited. He's not getting more than like six targets. I don't and think. He, but the touchdown upside, I think, is, is high this it's, week. It's, I'm kind of iffy on it. I don't know. I have him in some leagues, and I'm really unsure about it. And finally, we have the Broncos and the Seahawks. It's the Russell Wilson revenge game. Or not really revenge. Honestly, they did him pretty well. Yeah, and I think the Seahawks are actually going to not you know, disown him or anything. I think they're just going to cheer him on in the bay and give him a little standing ovation. Um, I like the Broncos to win. That's not a surprise. I don't know about this spread. I think the Broncos have a much better roster, but the Seahawks are actually being, like, underrated by a lot of people this year. They're still going to run the ball probably pretty well, um, but their quarterback play is just going to be bad, dude. Yeah, like, I could see DK Metcalf getting peppered with targets. I could see Rashad Penny having a good game. And I can see the Broncos still winning. <laughs> I think the Broncos are going to just come out super hot in the first half. And I think at that point, they can probably just run the rock the rest of the game. And so I can see this finishing as like, at the, by the end of the game, it's like a, like a three-point win or something. And they just don't really care in the second half. Uh, just, but I think the Broncos are just going to break it up in the first half. I think they're just going to let it ride. You know? They, they have to. It's, it's, it's the narrative. There's no way they'd just come out running the first half, the entire first half, right? Could you see it happening? I think they're throwing the rock. They want to they let the Seahawks know what they're missing. So, just to recap, we both have the Bills. Uh, we both have the Dolphins. We both have the Saints. We both have the Colts. We both have the Bengals. We both have the Eagles, Ravens, Niners. You have the Commanders. I have the Jaguars. I have the Panthers. You have the Browns. We both have the Chargers, but in a close one. 
You have the Vikings. I have the Packers. We both have the Chiefs, Titans, uh, but you're iffy on the Titans. And then uh, in terms of the last couple games, uh, you we both have the Bucks, yeah, and we both have the Broncos. Yeah, so three discrepancies. I think that I think that a lot of these are locks, though. I think that a lot of these games. I don't are think there pretty... are locks in the NFL anymore. It's just it's so the NFL is the Jaguars paper, beat the Bills last year. On, but the on, Jaguars on beat paper, the Bills last year. There's like the difference between the yes. Eagles and the Lions. Is but games so are big. Play, games aren't played on paper, bud. All right. Well, we'll see you this week. Thank you for tuning in to our uh, first NFL podcast this season, and I hope you we'll guys be coming back every single week with yeah, new recaps, every single week. takes, yeah, and pretty much everything. Thank you. All right. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.